listening to Halloween Unleashed. Way we go. Way back Wednesday. This is January 13th, 2021, that this will be airing. And uh, meant to get uh, this out last week. Things just kind of got away from me after uh, I did my earlier in the week episode on the breakdown of the Halloween Kills trailer. Just didn't get around to it. Just got super slammed busy. And, uh, but, uh, wanted to get, uh, this recorded and out to you this week. So everything I said in the intro before we did the way back Wednesday, uh, episode last week, I just went ahead and deleted that recording. And now I'm recording a new one for a drop this week. So, um, <clears throat> a lot of positive uh, feedback, you know, a lot of people private messaged me and said it was great to hear uh, the show back for at least uh, a week, and um, I definitely appreciate that. It was, uh, it was nice, it was nice to record and um, do, to do an episode. Uh, I've been getting a lot of private messages asking about the status of season three. It's still looking like probably April before season three will be coming out. Um, I have a lot of questions too before we get to today's throwback, which I'll cover in just a moment. A lot of people are asking what's the status of any guests for season three. That's a fluid um, discussion going on with several different people. I've got a lot of messages out um, trying to get people on the show. But due to scheduling, due to many different factors, who knows? Who knows uh, what it's going to look like? Um, but we do have a Halloween movie for all intents and purposes set to drop into the theaters later this year. So season three will probably be focused on the countdown build up release and then feedback of Halloween kills. So, um, maybe season three just takes a different direction than season two did, you know? So who knows? Um, things, things are fluid. Um, you know, we didn't expect, you know, Daniel Farrens, we didn't expect Marion Hagen, we didn't expect Sandy Johnson, we didn't expect Marion Singh all to be back to back to back to back in the first few months of season two of Halloween Unleashed last year. So things can change uh, pretty quickly. And obviously, content gets pushed around and reshuffled and Plans change, um, as you very well know. Um, this will, you know, for old school wrestling fans that used to go to their local civic centers or armories or whatever, they would get a flyer that had the match card, 
you know, on print. And then the very bottom um, of the flyer would say card subject to change. And uh, that's very much the same thing with um, Halloween Unleashed as well. This card is subject to change. So just because we're looking at a general Halloween Kills Heavy Season 3, card is subject to change based on the availability of certain guests. So we're always going to keep working and uh, we're always going to keep uh, trying to get things out to you. Um, today's episode is going to go back into um, the HMMAT podcast where uh, Kevin King and I sat down and interviewed Gene DeRosa from Signature Horror. So enjoy today's uh, interview. This was from um, August of 2017. So a little over three years ago is when Kevin and I uh, interviewed him. So enjoy this episode, and we will talk to all of you very, very soon. I met Kevin and Chris years ago. I was told there was nothing left. Their podcast has brought back a rudimentary sense of life and death, good and evil. This is the HMMAT podcast and a KKCM production. Welcome back, everybody, to the HMMAT podcast. Hashtag for collectors by collectors. Hashtag mountains are blue. And I am joined by my co-host, Kevin King. What's up, butthole? What's up, ball sniffer? What's going on? Oh, not too much, man. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been a while. Uh, catch me up on what's been going on with you, what's been going on with the group. I mean, obviously I read the post, but maybe not everybody is uh, as active in the post as they are the show. And uh, we do have a uh, a very special guest today, don't we? We sure do. We got our buddy Gene DeRosa coming on. He's going to talk about a few of the books that he's put out, some of the other projects he's working on. You said put out. I did. Yeah. And I, he does. <laughs> you know, we're getting we're getting closer. I know I've been following it uh, about the Halloween giveaway, what's left that's out there. I mean, obviously, you and I have talked about my contribution and what I'm doing. You can announce it here if you'd like. I, I don't mind. Um, but at the same time, you know, what's going on? What do you need? Uh, what do you want the listeners to to know about the giveaway coming up? Because we're, we're, we're coming up on less than 12 weeks. Well, basically, same thing as every year. This is going to be our fourth year doing this. Gene puts together a pretty good... Uh, a pretty good game that we play you know we got trivia we like to make it a little tricky for everybody you know we don't want to be too easy and we're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes so we got to at least make it somewhat fun and challenging but he does a pretty good job at that and uh you know we're just gonna we're gonna get everything lined up like we always do he's gonna set up the website and then within the next couple of weeks i should be able to start putting out full information as the uh, dates and times and all that particulars for that. 
Very cool, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, I was out doing the trick-or-treat deal last year. Now, is this going to be, I mean, t- walk us through uh, for someone that's never been through. I mean, we have a lot of new members this year that ha- wasn't around last year. Tell us just a little bit about uh, what what we can expect. Is it going to be like a live feed? Is it going to be like a like a like a drawing or something like that for people to watch? I mean, how how does this go down? Well, we're going to get those answers from Gene when he gets on here with us shortly. He's the one that sets it all up. Um, but basically, I think we're going to use the same format and go with the trivia. Uh, runs usually three days. We give um usually again. This is all stuff that he's going to talk about because he's the one setting it up. But uh, give a 24-hour span between days to give anyone playing time to look up or watch or Google or ask a friend or whatever they got to do to get the answer to the trivia question. So it's not something that you have to do immediately. You've got plenty of time, and there's even times we give you a little more than 24 hours as Gene does have a job and he's got other projects that he's running at the same time. So. Yeah, it uh, seems like he is extremely busy. So uh, He is definitely a busy body. He does a lot of good things for the horror community, and that's why we wanted to have him on today and talk to him. Absolutely. Well, uh, I have a story that I'm going to share, but I'll wait till he's on. But, uh, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Speaking of uh, giveaways, raffles, whatever, uh, I, I've been getting a lot of messages about this. I just want to go ahead and announce this here is, yes, the uh, – the TOTS H6 that I've been working on, it seems like, since I moved into my house, basically. Um, just waiting to throw some hair on that dude, and, you know, I was away. I Once I said, hey, the the drawing's going to be next Friday, I totally forgot I was going to be on vacation. So that, 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 that was on me. Uh, I just totally forgot and uh, realized I wasn't going to be there next week. I didn't realize that uh, those dates had snuck up on me so quickly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, uh, that, you know, that should be running for the next week, maybe, maybe two, um, in the process of shifting some gears here on a couple of, uh, you know, personal things going on. So, um, at this point, I'm just waiting to get some hair on that thing, get some really nice, uh, pictures. I'm going to throw your pumpkin in, um, in the pictures with it, try to give it a little H6 feel to it. And then I'm going to have a fun little drawing on video. Yep. Yep. As everybody heard at the very beginning of the show, we did have a new intro, and uh, we did have a little uh, recreation of a song put in there. Uh, Kevin, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, that was uh, actually given permission by the guy who made the music, Darren Jones, who owns 2600 Music. Uh, He's a good friend of ours from north of the border, and uh, if you haven't heard his stuff, he does awesome Halloween 3-ish synth style creepy eerie music 2600 look him up on facebook he's an awesome dude makes good stuff absolutely he's done a lot of recreation stuff for me back in the day he's bought a lot of stuff off of me back when i was active um but yeah he does uh does all his own scores i remember the first time i ever met him um i actually sought him out on youtube um once i just kind of stumbled across his uh the uh, Halloween, the death of Michael Myers thing he filmed back in 1996. And uh, I found it in 2008 and then reached out to him, asked if I could get uh, my hands on a copy of the soundtrack. And he didn't know me from a can of paint at that time. I was still kind of relatively out of the hobby during my four-year hiatus. 
And he hit me back on on the YouTube messaging dealio back then, and he said, "Yeah, just shoot me your address, and I'll and I'll get you a CD out." Had no idea he was north of the border, and uh, I even messaged him after I got it. I said, "Hey, man, um, do you need any money for shipping?" Because I didn't realize you were in Canada. He goes, "No, nah, man." He goes, "I just really appreciate you know you." Uh, you uh, liking my stuff, and I just thought it was really cool. And then when I got back in the hobby, I recognized the name, um, the screen name Stranger at Home on that other site that shall not be mentioned. I call it Valdemort. But uh, anyway, um, you know, I saw his name on there, shot him a PM, and asked him if he was the same guy, and he said, yeah. And then, you know, we've, uh, we've, uh, haven't been in communication the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, Darren's a great guy. I 100% agree, and we thank him for letting us use his awesome music. Well, our special guest just messaged me. He's ready to be added uh, to our show. Are you, are you ready to bring him on? Let's get him in here and start having you plug away some questions for the night. I love it when you say plug away. Mm. <laughs> Hello? Gene. Yes. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Kevin, can you hear us, too? Yes, I sure can. What's up, Gene? Not much. How are you doing? We're doing fine tonight. First and foremost, I want to thank you uh, for for uh, for coming on board. Uh, it seems like uh, there's a lot of people really excited about about having you do this. So that's uh, a really cool opportunity for us to kind of expand what we're trying to build here and uh, kind of give you some promotion and you know people that don't know much about you or like to know more about you. I, I hope that this is gonna this is gonna do that. I, de- I definitely appreciate you having me on. No problem. So, uh, I was just talking with Kevin, and he had answered answered the question. Uh, you know, Samson Publishing, obviously that he said that that's your company. Tell us a little bit, of, uh, just a little bit of your background. How did you even get involved to even want to even entertain the idea of starting a company uh, like this? And uh, tell us about some of your hurdles, some of your triumphs etc just give us give us the good the bad the ugly well um it it basically started like about 20 years ago when i got uh involved in aol trivia games and um i've always had a love of trivia so i started playing live games there and then at some point i started actually hosting games with other people playing and um then at some point i started a a a blogging network, so I was doing my writing there and also helping other people put out their own websites with blogs and stuff. And um, then one day it was like, okay, I've done all this trivia stuff, I've done this writing, so why not put the two together and mix in some horror? So uh, it's actually the the idea of writing the book that led to the uh, the publishing company being created. And um, the initial thing was uh, to self-publish and learn how to do everything, all the ins and outs about it, and then hopefully help other people who want to self-publish but don't want to take the time to learn everything, help them get their books out as well. You know, if I ever decide to do like some sort of a book or something like that, I I know who I'm going to talk to for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Bring it on. (laughs) Um, so far, we've actually published uh, we published one book officially. It was a uh, 
a cookbook, a recipe book for a local uh, orchard around here that's pretty popular. Really? Um, they have like, yeah, they have famous peaches in the Oklahoma area and they have like a big festival every year, but we put out a cookbook for them. Um, we have a couple others that have tossed around the idea of putting out something like a horror anthology or something like that. So hopefully it'll be more coming soon other than my own stuff. It's pretty cool to hear. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, I try to keep under wraps until there's something solid there. So, I mean, some people will back out and they might not want to do it. They just toss the idea around and then never follow through. So, you know, exactly. Be, you know, to be honest with you, Kevin and I just had this conversation a couple of weeks back. I mean, we've we've had a couple of people that said that they were going to do it and do the show, and then uh, I go through the. I get really excited. I I need to learn how to put a cap on it. Sometimes, you know, I just get excited. And um, Dan Farns and I are our friends and everything. And he didn't tell me that he had this hellacious schedule coming up with a movie that he's doing, and it just. It's been one uh, halt after another, so it's just like right. uh, Kevin's like, "Hey, you know, maybe you might want to <laughs> hold back until you, we <laughs> actually do the interview and then promote it." And right, so, right. I can. You, totally ne- you never know what's going to come up. Thing. So I, I just read about uh, Vincent Price's daughter. How did you get involved with that? I mean, that seems like it's that, that's not somebody that you just call up on the phone and say, "Hey, I I, I want to do this with you." And she's like, "Oh yeah, sure." Believe no it or not, believe it or not, you're not gonna you're not gonna believe the story. <laughs> um, I had I had tossed the idea around probably like six or eight months ago because I uh, I follow them on uh, Facebook the Vincent Price uh, page. And I was like, it would be really cool. I could do all of his classic horror stuff, which all of the people who like my current books would probably like, even if they weren't huge Vincent Price fans, but it would sort of introduce them to him. Um, but then one day out of the blue, she posted uh, uh, about uh, seeing the official licensed license uh, logo. If you don't see that on a product, then it's an illegal product. That she was basically saying that, you know. But she added at the end, "We're open to ideas. So if you have a good idea, send me an email, and we'll see what we can do if if we like the idea." So out of that, I. <laughs> but just real quick, though. I mean, you probably. I mean, you've been in this business a long time, obviously, but. You know, sometimes somebody's like, oh, yeah, just shoot me a message. Yeah, you know, we can totally do that. And half the time, more than half the time, they're, they're, they're full of shit. Obviously, she's not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was I sent my email to her, and within 10, 15 minutes, she had re- responded saying that she loved the idea of doing a trivia book. Because she used to uh, run trivia contests on, the, on their website uh, about her dad. So she liked the idea, plus trivia always uh was sort of involved in his life uh near the end there um i didn't know this at the time but um it's something that's definitely going to be shared in the book more extensively but near the end of his life when he couldn't get around much um they they went out and got a trivial pursuit game and they would have like family game night which was something that he was never previously uh interested in but near the end of his life he got interested so it was like it, it was a bonding situation so I, I was thrilled to hear something like that, that I'd be able to bring that, bring that side of things out. 
and now have uh, because of this project, have you and Victoria gotten pretty close as far as like you know you, you know you guys probably talk more often and you know uh, how 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 does that feel for, for for you being a fan of her dad? Oh, it's it's amazing to hear some of the stories. I mean, uh, just just being I mean the whole process even with like the other with the uh, interacting with like Friday the Thirteenth cast members and Halloween cast members. It, being a fan at heart, that's the thing that really gets me excited, just hearing the different stories and being able to interact with these people. But especially with Victoria, like I said, I mean, I, I got to hear just in the one panel that I sat in for 45 minutes, the stuff that I learned from it was amazing. <clears throat> that's yeah, pan- Panels are always a fun thing. I've done a couple panels at the Niagara Falls Comic Con around here up in Canada when it comes this way. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually got to do a VIP with Kane Hodder, um, and we got to watch Friday the 13th Part 7 with him, and the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the head writer or one of the bigwigs from Fangoria, and this was about three, three, maybe four years ago now I did that, but that was pretty cool. I I enjoy that type of stuff also, to hear them stories as a fan, you're right, it Uh, does something to you. Since you you mentioned Kane... um, the year, about a year and a half after my Friday the 13th book came out, which was the, my first book, uh, we did a, a small show in town here called Tulsa Comic Expo, and mm-hmm. uh, he and Lar Park Lincoln were both guests at it. And by that point, I was already uh, working with Lar Park Lincoln, so I went back and, and was talking to her for a while, and of course, Kane's table was right next to her, and it was a slow Friday night that weekend, so... I bought a copy of my book back, signed it for him, and gave it to him. And since it was so slow, I got to sit back there for about two hours just talking with the two of them. And he he was going through the section of the book that's all about him, uh, reading the question, checking the answer, making sure I had it right. But then after <laughs> after reading the answer, he would share a story about something that happened on the set. So, I mean, I'm sitting there talking to him about these little details that I had no clue about. And now I have like 10, 15 other things to put in another edition if I ever put a second edition out for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Them stories are awesome, man. He was telling us stuff the whole movie. You know, they, it was like every every two and a half, three minutes, he'd be like, all right, stop. If you look right <laughs> here, we had this guy came off to the side. He got in my way. He's, I was laying in this puddle and it was 20 degrees out. Yeah, he was telling us every little tidbit about that movie and it blew my mind. I actually don't remember most of it because I was just so blown away. You know, it was the first VIP experience I ever did with a celebrity. So right. it was just awesome sitting there and hearing these stories. So I forgot most of it. I just, I was in enjoying the moment, I guess you could say. Right. But oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely awesome. I mean, we're definitely going to cover, uh, like, all the Comic-Con and uh, different uh, shows that you do here in long form in just a little while. But uh, just a little quick sidebar on, like, you know, I'm going through the notes and stuff and listening to the stories. Um, I, I understand that you have uh, some stuff with uh, with the return with the return of the Living Dead coming up, and I'm not sure if you listened to the episode yet. But uh, Chad Kenny from S- Silent Stalker Pro, about a month ago, he and I covered the entire first movie because we're such huge fans of the movie. So right, uh, right. I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to that yet, but uh, I just think no, it's cool didn't. that you're getting uh, that you're getting Clue and uh, other guests and and stuff from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, his his daughter-in-law is also going to be there. She's like an, uh, an independent horror film star now. Um, 
uh, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering her name, of course. Uh, but she's going to be there. There's going to be a uh, uh, the writer for one of the uh, issues of Leatherface versus Jason comic book. Mm-hmm. She's going to be there. Uh, she's got some other stuff out. Uh, uh, and then now you do know be, you do know because you forgot her name. Uh, as soon as this yeah. episode drops, everyone's going to tweet her <laughs> and tell her, and you're and then she's going to bust your balls at the next show. You uh, know of this. course, of course. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, it was. I actually have notes on my own, and those are the the two names that I didn't write down. Believe it or not. <laughs> and, and you're probably in the back of your head going, "You son of a bitch! You had to ask me, didn't you?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but that that show is going to be really cool. Um, I'm helping the guy. I was helping the guy with some pointers and stuff. This will be the second year for it, and the first year was kind of slow. Uh, Darcy DeMoss from Part Six was uh, the big guest, uh, but. It was his first year, first show he's ever done. He did a, he did a pretty good job, but it was really slow for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, me and a couple other vendors are giving him some some tips and stuff. And uh, me and uh, Brian Stewart, who is an artist, uh, who also I just posted today about Phantasm Media, got the magazine coming out. But he and I are give, getting him some some better some other guests. Um, so Laura Park Lincoln's going to be there. Tamara Glenn's going to be there. Um, I'm going to be there as a full guest as well. So nice. And, uh, obviously, I mean, you're going to have your books probably on sale there. Like now, where can people buy your books, uh, currently? Uh, currently the best place to get them is on my website at signature horror.com. Um, uh, signature horror.com. Is there any special, uh, spe- spelling to that or is it pretty straightforward? No, it's, it's just straightforward. Okay. Um, but anything you get through there, if you get any of my books, I'll I'll sign them, I'll personalize them. Uh, you can also get them on Amazon, but I never see the book, so I can't sign them or anything. So you're better off getting it straight from me. Do you, now, do you have to pay any type of fees or anything like that through through Amazon uh, versus when they come directly to you? I, you you get it all because I know. I know in the in the line of work that I'm in currently with websites and marketing, etc. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants that I deal with that they'll have, they'll sign up with a place called like chow now. And that's how they do like their online ordering. Um, and I'm, I, it's my job to go in there and say, Hey, why are you giving them 10% so that they can basically take your orders for you when I can, I can set that up for you, you know? So, uh, are you paying any type of royalties or anything? Yeah. When, when one of them sells through Amazon, it, it takes a huge chunk because they, they take a, uh, they they technically give you a royalty on your own book, uh, but they take a a bigger fee because they consider it advertising that they're doing, Absolutely. even though it's just there. And I mean, it's it's good, but be- believe it or not, um, I've actually sold a lot more myself and through my own site and at shows and stuff than I have on Amazon. So that's that's the good side, I guess, because I get a bigger chunk of what I sell. My, by myself rather than Amazon. And if, but, any, and if anybody listening to this right now goes and buys one off Amazon, you're a dick. You know, because I will ban you. <laughs> I will ban you from the fucking group. <laughs> well, I, I know that after this episode and after I listen to it, I'm probably going to go order order one. I told Kevin beforehand that there was a story I was going to share on the air with you when you were on. Is I was honestly out of everybody that you could have reached out to. This is how you and I got to know each other way back when. 
is when you were doing your Halloween theme book. And uh, I told Kevin this at one point, and I just want to tell you, since you're here, I was highly honored that during a time when I was struggling to know where my place was in this industry, I guess you could say, is because I was starting to wind down that somebody reached out and wanted to use pictures of my work that represented the represented the masks throughout the movie. I just thought that was really cool, and I wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for letting me use them. I mean, it's it's actually one of the major things that I point out when I'm at a show and somebody comes up. I'll I'll go through my little. I have this little thing that I go through and I explain how the Friday the Thirteenth book came first. And after that, I knew exactly what I was looking for. So when I did the Halloween one, I found so much more of it since it's twice as thick. But I also edited in these photos. Friends of mine make some of the replica masks and uh, jack-o'-lanterns and stuff. And they let me use their photos. And that's when I flip open to the pages where all the photos are. So you get a lot of you get a lot of views <laughs> well it's it's greatly appreciated and like i said there was uh some things going on during that time that you know like i said i was really winding down i was starting to close down to a lot of people so like when kevin had asked me would i be interested that you were interested and i was like i don't know i don't know who this guy is you know i was really sketchy at first but i'm I'm really glad that I got to talk with you, got to know you, got to know about the project, and I've yet to support it, but I'm just about to. Like, uh, like I said, that's that's a book I've been wanting to pick up for sure. Right. Well, I mean, you're having me on the show, so you are supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, anything you want to ask or, or or share there? You got anything? Um, I mean, we can also, you know, Gene does a lot of work with a lot of other celebrities from a few different movies. So why don't you tell us who a few of those people are and uh, give us a little backstory on how you met him, how you got to work with him. Uh, well, basically, it started off by after I put up my Friday the 13th book, I started uh, contacting some of them on Facebook saying, um, hey, would you like the, like a free copy of my book that I just put out? And from that, it sprung into... Uh, more conversations, and then uh, I started uh, selling signed merchandise for them. So I sell eight by ten photos, uh, posters, replica masks, three um, uh, D printed uh, tombstones from uh, the Billy at in Graveyard Studios. Um, but basically, uh, let's see here: we have Lar Park Lincoln, uh, Tom McLaughlin from Part Six. Well. The next list is from part six. Tom McLaughlin, Nancy McLaughlin, uh, Tom Fridley, Vinny Guastafaro. Um, I've even worked a little bit with Vinny's wife, Cindy Cania, who was also in part six. Uh, she was in the, the picnic that they had in the middle of the forest in the middle of the night. And then they got uh, speared on the moped as they were trying to pull away. She, that was yes. her. But um, uh, then we have uh, Stu Charno from part two. Uh, Jennifer Banco, also from Part 7 with Laura. And uh, even Alex Vincent from Child's Play. Uh, I, I have some signed stuff, some signed photos from him. Uh, we haven't branched out from there yet. But, uh, plus, um, I mean, um, when I can, I try to connect the people that I, that I know and, and work with. Uh, like uh, Tamara Glenn, who has the... Hot Springs uh, Horror Film Festival in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. uh, I just got Deborah Voorhees and her put together 
And now Deborah's short film is going to be in the festival this year. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's, it's, as a fan, it's just amazing that I can sit there and put the two of them together and make something great happen between the two of them, you know? Well, the, the, the biggest thing is, is like you grew up as a fan first, you, you, you got to appreciate their work, and now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're in a way working with them, but also in the same sense, you're becoming friends with these people, and that's like, that's a fan's dream kind of come true right there. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. <laughs> well, that's how I felt when I had Ari Lynn stop by my house. You know, there's there might be a lot of people that talk shit and you know say whatever they want to say about the guy, but he's a cool guy. You know, he stopped by my house. I took him out in my backyard. He loved the water. He was making jokes about. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, that, that, that's a joke waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, he really was. He, he brought his buddy uh, Bass Amp from his band, and. Mm-hmm. uh they were in my backyard, and all kidding aside, he was making jokes about wanting to film there. He's like, this is a beautiful lake. I'm like, it's not a lake, dude. It's a river. But uh, <laughs> he, was, he was having a blast here, dude. We took him up to Canada. I took him around, took him to my buddy's house, had a few drinks with him, shot the shit, talked. You know, and as a fan, for me, I've collected toys for a lot of years. But to just recently get in on Facebook into these groups within the last four to five years, and then I've got these people at my house. It's pretty cool to me, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Ari actually wrote the foreword for my Friday the Thirteenth book, and yep. then uh, the first year that I did uh, Wizard World Comic Con here, I p- I paid to bring him in and have him in my booth and everything. And he actually brought Face Amp with him. So I mean, yeah. uh, but I mean, he was there the whole weekend signing stuff for everybody. And he's a good dude he was the only person at the niagara falls comic con uh, falls horror fest that was taking pictures with the fans for free all right. the other celebrities in canada and i don't know how it is in a lot of the states conventions because i live in you know i live pretty close to buffalo new york a lot more people know buffalo than they do niagara falls but i'm up right. in the northwest corner i'm not near new york city I'm eight hours away, and a lot of the conventions aren't anywhere near me. I got to travel five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours halfway across the freaking map, and oh, I just yeah, can't. I don't get the time off work, so I can't do it. But mm-hmm. he was the only guy at that convention that was taking free pictures. Other people were charging like thirty, forty dollars. Tony Todd from Candyman was charging forty dollars to stand there and take a picture with him. Right. Ari right. Told, told the promoters, "I'm not charging," because they were trying to get him to charge. He told uh-huh. him, I'm not charging nobody to take my picture. So, well, the promoter cool. probably would have gotten a cut of whatever he was charging, so that's yeah. why he was pushing for it. Yep. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he refused. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, but the, ones that I, the, the celebrities that I really like are the ones who, okay, if you go to their table and you buy something from them, they'll let you stand there and take a picture with them. I mean, exactly. sure, they might, have, they might have a photo op later on, like a professional setup one where you get a printout and everything. But yeah. the really good ones let you stand there with your own cell phone or something and, and snap a picture with it. Derek Mears was like that from the remake Friday the 13th. He was telling me and my girlfriend, come by and come back here, sit with me, talk with me. You can tell when the celebrities are there for the fans and right. not the money. He was definitely mm-hmm. their fan. One of the best people I've ever met to this day. I tell her, I've met him twice. Dude's awesome. Yeah, and that's another thing about the, the ones that I listed off that I work with. That they're that type of person where they'll say, "Okay, come sit and talk to me." Okay, it's kind of slow. Hey, let's let's sit around and talk, uh, or let you take a, a quick picture with them. You know, 
But that's yep. one thing that I like about the ones that I work with. They're they're just like that. They're down to earth, real human beings, and them are the kind right. of people I like supporting and putting myself around because there's already enough negativity on certain sides of the hobby. And what right. you're doing is pretty good, and it's always putting off a good vibe. I'm always trying to promote your books and putting out pictures whenever I can. Oh yeah, uh, I definitely like to also definitely shoot you a thank you because you uh, threw me a page in the book and mentioned me multiple times. So like Chris oh, yeah. said before, oh, yeah, very definitely. cool. I was psyched when I got the book and opened it up, dude. I was like a little kid. I'm in the book. Look at this shit. <laughs> My name's right well, here. Uh, it's in also, black and white. For the uh, for the Friday the Thirteenth book, I I actually contacted a couple of friends that I knew from the groups and asked them for a trivia question to put in the book. But then with the with the Halloween one, I took it a step further and I had uh, I had people submit three questions. And at first, I was just going to put one question from each person in, but then the questions that they sent in were so good that I used all three questions from each of the people. So there's like I think it's uh, ten or twelve different people right at the beginning of the book. We each have their own page with their name at the top of the page. So, I mean, I, I like being able to incorporate the fans like that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, as being one of those people and being a fan, it's definitely a very cool feeling to, like I said, to open a book and, and have your own section and your own page. And, your, you know, it was really cool to see. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you like that part. Is there, is there, be, you know, at some point, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about these people again, but while we got you here and they've been brought up, um, you know, into your projects, is there any cool Deborah Voorhees or Tamara Glenn stories that you can share with us? I, I wouldn't say yes. I mean, um, there's nothing really like out outrageous sort of thing. Um, no. Nothing uh, dirty. I think Chris is looking for something dirty. No, oh, no, 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 uh, no, just, just cool stuff for like people that, you know, that obviously don't know them like you do, that you could share some stories about them, you know, that, that, that you've had witnessed personally in person that would just be kind of a cool fan story. Um, well, I mean, last year at her, uh, at Tamara's, uh, film festival, it was more of a group group sort of setting but um uh we were there and she had uh she had a short out called a howl of a good time and it was it was premiering at the film festival but it was also playing at some other film festivals around the country the same weekend and right before she went up there to introduce the short uh she got contacted by i think it was one in austin or portland oregon one of the two i can't remember but she got contacted minutes before going up there to let her know that she won the best short, the best horror short at their film festival. So she got up there and she was just like falling apart, uh, excited about it, you know. So, I mean, it was great to be able to stand there and see that happen, you know. Is there, uh, is there any projects in the work or any shows that you want to talk about coming up? Because I know that you're traveling around to a lot of shows. Uh, tell us a little bit about that from a vendor uh, con goer, basically, perspective. I mean, I could give my perspective, but I would rather hear yours because you travel to a whole lot more than I ever did. Well, believe it or not, um, uh, the majority of the ones that we were doing were right here in the Tulsa area, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
last year we started uh, traveling a bit. The first one that we went to was actually uh, SpaCon, which is in Hot Springs, and it's the same weekend as uh, Tamara's Film Festival. But um, it was great to see that we could go somewhere else where no one knows us and fit in so well and do such have people come up and like what we do because my wife and I also make some handcrafted uh, bags like purses, tote bags, stuff like that, using like Doctor Who fabrics and but uh, some horror fabrics and stuff. But it was nice to have her get some recognition for the sewing that she does on the bags while I'm on the other side of the booth getting recognition, talking to people about the books and stuff. And um, but it's really it's really good to actually meet fans of the movies and turn them into a fan of me and what I do. Um, and some of them are just so knowledgeable. I mean, sure, you get some that come up and say, like, just say, okay, yeah, that was Jason in Friday the 13th, right? And, but then you get the people who go in-depth and tell you all these little things that you that they don't think that you might know, but since you just did this book, you kind of know in the back of your mind, but you're like, oh, wow, that's cool, you know? But... Um, but I mean, just meeting the fans and even seeing what the the, the cast members think about my book is even good. Uh, it, it's good for for me in my mind and everything. You know, it makes me want to do it more. But um, it's really enjoyable to just meet the fans. And even though um, no one famous, they're still thrilled to meet me and see what I do. So. Uh, that it's was a pretty awesome idea. Uh, real quick, I was going to say, it's a pretty good idea, too, with the bags at the conventions, because I'll be honest with you, if you're new to conventions, there's a lot of necessities that you really need to go and be comfortable, and a handbag or a girlfriend to help you carry whatever you buy, <laughs> because I'm saying that out of love, because my girlfriend goes with me, even though she's not a fan of the genre as much as I am, she goes with me and puts up with it and carries half my shit for me so that's why you bring her that's why you bring but but the handbags are a great idea because the first couple years i went dude i was bumbling and fumbling with everything i had and the next year after that she brought her goddamn bag with her and goddamn it life was so much easier so oh definitely that's a great idea for conventions especially if you've got some celebrities there from certain films and you prepare ahead of time and get those films on those bags i'm sure you'd sell a lot more Yep, definitely, definitely. Um, also, to take the, the, the girlfriend or wife uh, loving, not loving horror a step further, my wife totally hates horror, okay? But she's my editor. Mine too, mine too. She edits my <laughs> book. So she, she's learned so much more about Friday the 13th and Halloween than she's ever wanted to know just from doing my books. Uh, there might have been like a little thing in the movie where I couldn't quite tell what it was, so I had to pause it just the right spot so she doesn't see any blood or gore or anything so she can look and help me figure out what i'm looking at <laughs> that's funny every time i get a new mask or something i bring my girlfriend in my horror room and i say honey look and she just looks at it she don't smile she don't <laughs> she, she just kind of looks at it she's like it, they all look the same it's the same i'm like no it ain't the same god damn it uh, now does, does she, she ask the me. proverbial girlfriend wife question how much did this cost you? <laughs> no, she doesn't. That's one thing. We, we get along totally perfectly fine, and we don't butt heads or get into each other's business at all. And 
Is there a way that you can post pictures of the bags and stuff in like the podcast group and on Kevin's group just so that, you know, like people that are listening to this can have like a visual to kind of go with what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, before I forget, Tyler Adams, and you mentioned projects that we're working on. Um, he and I and Victoria Price are actually going to be working together to put out some fully licensed uh, Vincent Price masks and maybe some uh, Vincent Price busts. So that's a couple months away still, but it's it's in the making. Just got to finalize some details and stuff, but that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. That's well, awesome news. Well, well, congratulations to all three of you, and especially to Tyler. I mean, uh, the guy, you know, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. I've got to know him a lot. Uh, Kevin and him are, are talk quite a bit, but uh, I'm really proud of him. And just to hear that, to get that feather in his cap, I'm really excited for him. So congratulations to all three of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to get some of that. Plus, we're also working on some other licensing stuff, but... They're far further away because I got to find the right funding to do it the right way. But some exciting stuff as far as that. So. Well, it sounds like we're doing some things like uh, definitely the right way, and you know, just kind of you know taking things as they come and taking taking them chunk at a time, and you're not getting too far ahead of yourself. And you know, that's probably why you've been so successful with everything you've done so far. So. Uh, like I said, man, I could definitely use some use some lessons on that. I just I get really excited, and then I got the OCD thing that kicks in, and I just can't stop. You know? <laughs> Gene, I remember talking with you a couple weeks back, and if if it's nothing you can mention now, that's fine. But I figured I would ask. I know you got your Friday the Thirteenth book, you got your Halloween book, you just recently did your trivia book, and um, for the Twilight Zone. Is there Actually, anything I'm, else? I'm still still working on finishing that. It's not quite released yet. I had to delay it a couple of times because it's so much more um, uh, source material, and it's taken me a lot longer than I was expecting. So it's about a month and a half late already, but it'll be out within the next month. So. Okay. Is there anything else that you're going to be working on after you finish that one? I know you had mentioned a few to me. Um, um, if that's... Well, A Nightmare on Elm Street is still definitely in the works. Um, uh, I, it's been in the plan from the very beginning. It was supposed to go Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, then Halloween, and then something else. I didn't know at the time what was what was after that. But uh, due to timing and knowing that I could finish the Halloween book by Halloween, I, I made that jump over Nightmare on Elm Street. And then... Uh, Part of the reason that we started making the bags was because the horror books don't always fit into a Comic-Con. There's, they're more pop culture. So we started making the bags with the Doctor Who and all of that stuff. So that's why I jumped to the Twilight Zone, because it'll bring in more of a sci-fi crowd as well. Uh, yeah, so the Doctor why. Who is huge at our convention up here oh, in yeah. Canada. It, it's oh, huge they, everywhere. They've got, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've never watched it. I'm not into that type of thing. I, I've never really been a huge fan of sci-fi. I'm more of an old 80s slasher, gore, right. slumber party massacre type movie. But um, I don't you have just, nothing against it. There's like, tons of people out there. You just like whores getting hacked up. That's that's your thing. <laughs> that's, that's not true. That is not true. <laughs> that's why Nightmare on Elm Street got pushed back again. And... Right now, I wanted to do Nightmare on Elm Street next and then do the Vincent Price, 
But the timing of things, after I ran over on the Twilight Zone book, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fit Nightmare on Elm Street in first because we want to try and release the Vincent Price book uh, at the end of next May to coincide with his birthday. So I might have to push Nightmare on Elm Street again, but I haven't made a final decision on it yet. But it'll definitely be after Vincent Price if it's not before. That's some clarification there, and that's what we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really want to do it next, but I, I think I think if I put it next, I'll have to rush it, and then I'll have to rush the Vincent Price book, and I'd rather switch them around and give them both the time that they deserve to get them just right. I would agree with you there. So is um, is Samson Publishing? Is this like you know your your one hundred percent full time gig and uh, and writing and and publishing and all that? Is is this all all that you do? Like, is there anything else that you got going on? Uh, well, basically, I sit here, I write my books, I, uh, I I try and sell the signed merchandise for the people I work with, and then uh, at other times I'm putting pieces of the bags together. And getting them ready for her to sew. So that's basically my hundred percent. Those three things. But that's that's fantastic. I mean, you're you're your own boss. You get to do what what makes you happy, and you get to basically live out the dream. That's that's fantastic. Right. If I'm going to clock in at two a.m., I can clock in at two a.m. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny you say that because I was just telling Chris earlier. I said I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think Gene's a night person. Oh yeah, so, definitely. So he seems to be up later at night than earlier in the day. Oh, yeah, there's there's t- when when uh, my wife is also a school teacher. So when when it's uh, during school, she'll get up at about six o'clock in the morning. I usually just stay up all night. And then after she leaves for school, I'll lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> makes more sense. You can get a nice peaceful rest and <laughs> right. And Plus, I'm not for the next day. Her at night either. Exactly. So you you have my curiosity on something, and I'm sure other people that are listening to the to these books and processes and things that you're wanting to do and ideas. Um, so this is kind of a question for me: is can you tell us a little bit about the process? I mean, obviously, you know, it all starts with an idea, and then you start going into the process. Walk us through the process of what makes you decide on a book what the initial uh, phase is, the next phase, to walk us through an entire production of a book. You know, how does that all come together? Well, uh, like I said, I learned a lot when I did the Friday the 13th book. Uh, I would sit there and watch the movie, take a bunch of notes, uh, and then have to, when I go back to review my notes to write questions, I'd have to go back to the films and watch bits and pieces again and again and again. There was some parts that I probably watched a hundred times while writing the Friday the 13th book. But after I did the process the one time, I kind of fine-tuned it for the Halloween book, so things went more smoothly. I watched the film, I took the notes, I wrote the questions right away. Then I moved on to the next thing. Um, A lot of the time, I'll find a certain question that I want to ask and come up with a category for it, uh, let's see if I can find examples here. Um, uh, of course, nothing's going to come to mind. But uh, my categories are basically uh, taken from my past. They're like song titles or or stuff like that. Um, so if I find a good a good category that I want to that I want to put a question in, and then I'll search for more to fill out that category, just because maybe I like the song title that I put on the category. 
So, I mean, it's, it's all sort of a big creative process that, that just, you, it would be hard to understand unless you were right in my mind. <laughs> um, but uh, also, I mean, there's specific things that you're looking for, like uh, the list of every actor that was Michael Myers. Um, so that's kind of filler, I would say, because you know it's going to be there. You don't really have to do too much research for it. Although he- Kevin did help me a little bit with that for the Michael Myers. I was just going to say, I believe I remember talking with you on that one. There was a question of what his real middle name was at one point. Yeah, Um, again, I just wanted to get all the details perfect for that. So, I mean, it's it's okay to outsource a bit. (laughs) The United States does it all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, basically, it's a lot of watching the films, and then there's countless websites that I go to and search and read through and... um, and it's basically just taking bits and pieces from different places, making sure they're accurate, and then presenting it in my own way, you know? Um, like, one thing for the Halloween book, the, the filming location list, it's the best list you're going to find anywhere. If you tell me different, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> I sat there with Google Maps Street View and... Uh, put in what, where the location was supposed to be, looked at the picture, compared it to the film, made sure it matched. I did that with just about every location in there, okay? But there was, uh, in Rob Zombie's Part 2 remake, the music store, I could not find it where it was supposed to be. It's an actual business that had moved five or six times. And um, it wasn't in any of the places it was supposed to be. So I sat there with Google Maps Street View and went in a three mile radius, just going and going and going. It took eight hours to find that one location just to make sure that it was accurate. So, I mean, you're not going to find a better list anywhere. <laughs> um, it just, it's, it's funny. Like, I was out in Salt Lake City, Utah, where they filmed uh, Halloween 4 through 6, and I took countless pictures of of all the locations that they filmed at. And obviously me being a Halloween six fan, um, it was really cool seeing a lot of that stuff. Uh, but I actually got I, I wish I would have known that you were doing stuff on locations. Cause I could have provided you some of the pictures. I actually got one of the final pictures of the Vincent drugstore before they tore the building down. Oh, cool. Cool. So those some of the masks I originally wanted to collect until uh, I found out that they were all original older, you know, Don Post type masks and people want to charge four or five hundred bucks a piece for them. I said, that's <laughs> that. um, exactly. in the Halloween book, you'll also notice uh, the Vincent drugstore was also used in quite a few other things. Uh, it was used in uh, the Sandlot. It was used in uh, uh, a Stephen King movie. I can't for some reason I'm not remembering the name of it. Of course, because I'm in an interview, <laughs> but it, it, it was used in so many uh, different locations, uh, other films and stuff. Yes, and I mean, it, that's another thing that really gets me uh, as far as some of the locations, uh, like right now with the Twilight Zone book that I'm working on, uh, the very first episode was recorded on the back lot at Universal. And it's now like an infamous set because it's been used so, in so many things. The most famous is probably Back to the Future. It was the the town square in Back to the Future. Mm, so yes. I mean, 
it was used way back in nineteen in the nineteen fifties to do the Twilight Zone and a couple other movies, and it's done so much since then. But those are the things that really get my mind going, you know. Yeah, that's little facts that not a lot of other people are willing to look up or dig up or learn either. But right, exactly. A guy like me, I love hearing about it. But yeah, I'm not going to be out there digging it up and and finding <laughs> that stuff on my own. So it's always appreciated when someone does it for you. Um, also, uh, while on location uh, and talking about that, um, the uh, was it the hospital? I think it was the hospital that was used in uh, Resurrection. Yep, was also used in uh, See No Evil with uh, with uh, the wrestler King. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's little things like that. <laughs> Kevin, you know, I've 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 been, or I'm sorry, uh, Gene. Kevin's been telling me, you know, I, and I was kind of in and out the last couple of years, like watching this uh, this giveaway, the Halloween giveaway, which uh, you know, now hearing your story about the AOL thing uh, from 20 years ago, it kind of makes sense of the way it's kind of going now so can you kind of walk us through this giveaway how it all started uh how you two linked up and then you know how it's evolved over time obviously and then some people that are new that has never been through uh the halloween giveaway can you kind of walk us through the process and what someone brand new may be going through the first time this year Sure. Well, I mean, Kevin gets the, the full credit on creating it. He was he was there for the first few and I was nowhere in sight. Um, but uh, basically, he had the idea of giving away stuff in his group because no one, no other groups really do big giveaways. Right. Um, but the, the standard for giving stuff away is usually, OK, here's a post. You click like, you click share, you comment on it and you get in. Boring. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> boring. So he saw, he saw me with my books, and we just collaborated to where I'll write a bunch of trivia questions and set it up to where uh, hopefully they're not – you just can't go to Google and search for it. A lot of them you'll have to go and actually watch the film somewhere to, to find the correct answer. Uh, some of them might be like a, a photo that you have to identify what movie it's from. Um, but basically just something more interesting and to more challenging so that you're actually working to get these big prizes, which last year, I'm pretty sure that the total was like $1,100 worth of prizes. And this year, I think we've already eclipsed that. I'm not exactly sure, but we're almost, honestly, I think we're sitting around $2,000 That's what I was thinking. what people would sell their stuff for. Yeah, that's what I, and the Freddy Club alone's $400. Right, we're at, we're at two thousand already, and I haven't even put anything in there yet. <laughs> but I'm sure that I'm going to have a couple things near the end that I'll throw in there, like uh, maybe if I can talk Deborah Voorhees and Tamara Glenn into taking a photo together and then signing it together. That would be That's something awesome. really unique to throw in there. <laughs> that would be a group exclusive. Yep. And you but know what, like Chris. That, yeah. Chris is actually, uh, before you got on with us, Gene, had mentioned that he wanted to throw something in. Chris, why don't you tell everybody, break the news, what are uh, what are you going to donate to this year's HMMAT Halloween giveaway? Um, I didn't know I had any left, but I get a lot of people 
asking me for posters, leftover posters from Halloween H35, a fan film I did back in 2013. And usually, like, for years, the answer has been no. But you really find out during when you move in the process of it of how much shit you have and how much shit you didn't realize that you had. And uh, I found, uh, I believe it's four posters left from that run that we did in 2013. So I'm going to be donating all four posters to the giveaway this year. That's awesome. Very cool. People like posters. A lot of people have been collecting prints uh, and something like that for something that you did personally. That'll be a cool gift. Yeah, make sure you sign. Make sure you sign all four of them and draw like a little pumpkin or something, silver sharpie or something. Yeah, well, something. yeah, totally. And uh, they are full size. They're twenty seven by forty, so they're the, you can frame them, do whatever you want. Nice, that's awesome. Every little bit helps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's it's become a chore just to figure out what which prizes go to which place like who's the grand prize who's first prize i was prize? just going to say the way that you have that set up though is really cool uh gene actually makes i i like to call it like a prize pack he takes and makes tiers and you know we we talk and get the artist involved and find out what the value what they usually sell this item for or if it's something simple oh and i forgot to mention i apologize chris has actually already donated something to this giveaway um he donated a Jurassic Park book and a children's, the Michael Myers, one of the books. Uh, I forgot the author's name right off the the tip of my tongue. Kelly O'Rourke. Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yes, he already did actually donate. So he will be donating again. I just wanted to throw that out there. I made it sound like he's finally donating, but he already did. (laughs) No, no, it's uh, fine. Yeah. I I like, yeah, it's fine. I like the way Gene sets up the tiers and he, he takes, you know, the top, because we, we obviously, another thing I want to throw out there, I, I didn't want to be cheap and just have one winner. Originally, that was going to be the case, but at one point we had so many prizes, I didn't think it was fair to give everything to one person. So we branch out. We actually have first, second, and third place. So three people get a chance to win. All you got to do is answer some trivia questions. And like I said, we usually give a 24-hour span we do in between days. We actually set up a website. The website's horrortrivia.com. Gene runs that and sets it up. And all the an- you know answers, once we put the answers out, everything is right there. There's the pictures of the prizes, the links to the groups. He does everything really organized. That's why I wanted him to help me out. I'm glad he said yes when I asked him. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm always big about getting the, the word out there about who's donating the prizes because, I mean, uh, they're putting out their work for for these people to win, and everybody that's involved should go and check out their other stuff and maybe buy some stuff from them, you know? Not, not only that, but once, you know, the one thing I will say, and I'll say it in, in public, I don't care. The one thing that upsets me about it is it seems the people, some of the people, not all the people, but some of the people that have won, they don't ever promote anything. Like they get it, they they do a public thank you, and that's it. I don't see them right. posting on their wall, "Hey, you got this prize from you know Joe Schmo's fucking mask salon. Go buy some masks from them." They, I don't ever see the promotion from them, and I'm not expecting everyone to go out of their way and do that. But it would be nice. That's one of the reasons we do this is to promote all you guys. 
that do stuff for the independent scene. As Chris said, we, we have hashtag for collectors by collectors. We do this for mm-hmm. each other and we want to try to get the word out for each other, you know, generate some sales for each other. That's, that's what it all boils down to. But and right. Plus well, in the end, the, the buyers get a great product from the people that are involved, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. The cool thing I was going to say real quick with the, the artists, there's a new feature for anyone that runs a group. If you don't know, if you haven't seen, it actually gives us the option now as admins to pin other groups at the top of our page. So that is going to be a new thing we're going to be doing this year for the giveaway. It's the first year. It's everyone that donates. And the only way I can do this is if you run a group. It doesn't work if you have a business page. Um, It's only if you have a group. So if you don't make it up there, I think I'm leaving you out, but you don't have a group and I have no other way to pin you up there. But as long as you have a group and you donated, you will be up on my recommended by the admins. Everyone's group is up there. I've already got Gene up there. I've got Higgins Haven up there. Um, I've got a few other up there, Big Sharp Knife, um, our podcast page. So that's going to be new for this year. I'm still going to do the banner. Uh, Gene usually does it for me because I have no Photoshop skills or editing skills at all. Um, He runs everything. He's definitely the mastermind and the brains to it all. So kudos to him for that. But we'll definitely still do the banner with everyone's names and links. So that won't change. Yeah. If you're if you're out there listening, just because he can't pin your group to the top doesn't mean we're not going to share your site, your your page, or whatever. We'll just have to do it in a different way. Exactly, and you always are good Don't at be listing. Yeah, you list all that on the horrortrivia.com site anyway. You're pretty good with linking everything up there and having everything set. And again, to everyone that's donating, if you're listening to the people that haven't sent in yet, I'm not trying to rush you when I send you the message. But we do like to get the stuff as early as possible. That way we can get the promoting started because Gene has to get the website set up. So the quicker you guys get everything to me, the quicker I get everything to Gene, and the quicker he can get to working on it and get it set up in time for us to promote all you guys so you can hopefully make some more money. Well, it also goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, it's uh, Gene and you have got it worked out pretty well. Um, Me, I have the OCD thing. I get a little crazy excited and then i kind of blow my wad before i've even had the full taste of it yet or have anything in my hands and then you end up with egg on your face and you guys do it the right way get it in your hands and then and then promote it yeah i feel that's always the best way like gene had said earlier sometimes people back out um and i've always been a firm believer i don't ever want to bullshit nobody you know there is some people that don't like me they don't like i'm straightforward it is what it is, but I am not a bullshitter. I'm a straightforward, honest person, and I just like to handle business, get it done. I don't have no time to screw around or screw nobody around, so it's just the way it's got to be. And that little public service announcement brought to you by – no, I'm just coding. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you want to add that we haven't covered tonight uh, that, that you have going on that you want to share? Um, well, uh, anybody in the Tulsa area can look for me. Um, we're going to be actually doing Walker Stalker Con on August 5th and 6th. Um, it's the first year that they're coming here. Uh, the first year that Wizard World came here, they had over 35,000 paid admissions. So I'm thinking that Walker Stalker is more organized and will probably top that. So hoping for a big show there. Um, and then if you're in the Little Rock area, you can find me all over the place, apparently. 
Uh, I'm in Arkansas more than I am Oklahoma for shows. Uh, we're doing Arkansas Comic Con. We're doing SpaCon in Hot Springs, which is the same weekend as uh, the Tamara's Horror Film Festival. Uh, then in November, we're coming back to Little Rock for the Cosplay Con and Anime Expo. Um, then in March, we're doing the Not Just Another Comic Con, where Clue uh, Gulliger and Lar and Tamara will all be there. Um, that's about all we're doing. Uh, one thing I did, I, I think I want to mention, uh, for my Twilight Zone book, the cover art. It was done by Thomas Daniel Noonan. His website is Pencil is Art. Go check out his work. He's got a big show coming up. He lives in Alaska. He's got a big art show coming up, but he's selling prints of everything. He does a lot of horror art, uh, Leatherface, The Shining. A lot of the listeners will really like his work. So I'll, I'll put links up for him, too. So. Yeah, the cover, the cover of that book looks really good. Yeah, I just wanted to get his name out there because he did such a great job on the cover and everything. I agree. I think that it will... Um... That will do it once again. Thank you. Um, and uh, looking forward to getting this thing put out there so that uh, more people can learn more about what you do. Thank you again for having me. No problem. Definitely appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on, Gene. No problem. All right. And uh, come come back anytime. You're you're always welcome. Cool. Once I get to Vincent Price and Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> we'll definitely bring you back for sure. Forward to it. Thank right. you. Talk to you later, bud. All right. Well, that was uh, the interview that uh, we've been wanting to do for a little while with Gene DeRosa, and it was fantastic to have him on. Uh, I would like to give a shout-out to all our pages, as we usually do, now that I'm finally back. Chris, don't have to edit my voice in. Get a, a fresh take here. Uh, go check us out on Facebook, the main group, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash H-M-M-A-T. You can always check out our Facebook podcast page, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash H-M-M-A-T show. And our email, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to send in voice memos, if you want to send us a picture of your cat, I don't care what it is, (laughs) the email, H-M-M-A-T show at yahoo.com. And to find us and listen to us and like us and subscribe us and follow us, go to Spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash H-M-M-A-T. Absolutely. And um, hopefully next time my audio won't cut in and out. Yeah, I hope so too. I miss hearing as much of your voice as I can get. Well, you could call me on the cell phone anytime you want, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> or go back into our archives. I'm doing a little plug here. Go back into our archives and uh, pull up any episode that we have. We have uh, we have plenty at this point, and there is uh, there is about four where I where I went on a lot of uh, really blistering tirades. So there's 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 plenty to choose from. I definitely go back and listen every once in a while. <laughs> uh but yeah definitely uh excited to be back on track here um we're not gonna misspeak and tell anybody uh 
what's coming next because you know we don't want to jinx it so uh we may even have enough material to break uh this into this into two episodes well i know we had talked briefly a little while ago and maybe said about trying to set something up for like an every in every two week or something like that to try to get on a little bit of a schedule but yeah that's a little tricky every here and there but i'm sure we could find a, a time and a way yeah, two weeks. Two weeks sounds good. So I mean, we can uh, we can run this for for two weeks, and we can come back with our with our next uh, topic for sure. Um, but yeah, outside of that, we're gonna end this as we always do. And oh, wait a minute! Before we move on, we have a new page for the beer drinker. Correct? We sure do. You want to throw out do a little wanna- love for that? I was going to say, you want to do the honors? If you want me to do the honors, that's nope. fine. You I'm can having go. audio problems. Yeah, you're having... Uh, 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 that's, what, that's what I hear sometimes. It just cuts in and out. Uh, if you want to go check out our beer page, it's just for fun. It's nothing serious. Uh, as a joke, every time I have a beer, Chris has a beer, we always throw out the mountains are blue comment because we all drink Coors Light. So we made it as a little joke. I made a page called, it's uh, if you go search for it on Facebook, hashtag the actual symbol, hashtag mountains are blue, and you will find our Facebook group. Whether you drink Coors Light or not, if you're a beer drinker and you want to show pictures of yourself drinking beer or having a party or whatever you want to do with your beer, that's what it's there for. Go ahead and join up and invite all your beer drinking friends and post some pictures. Just keep the can out of your butt. Well, I have a site for that, too, if you want to go check that one out on Facebook. It's, <laughs> we'll get to that one next week. That's right. On that note, uh, we are signing out. <laughs> go, to Facebook, go, go to Facebook and search fostercans.com. <laughs> Forward slash fosters can. Up the butt. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, everyone, that's going to end it for their show, and it's probably going to end it forever with that, or we may have a new audience. Who knows? On that note, good night, everybody. Marty, I need bracing cells for temporal displacement. Did we make it? Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. On Instagram at Halloween Unleashed. And on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.